Good morning, good afternoon, buenos días, buenas tardes. Welcome to another episode of Coral Explains All on the Briano Babes podcast. I am Betty Williams, your host of the Briano Babes podcast, and I have my lovely co-host for this amazing segment, Coral Seco. I'm going to let her give a little introduction. Thank you. So my name is Coral Seco. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, and I'm based in South Miami, Florida. I would say that my specialties are trauma and specifically early childhood trauma and just doing some inner child healing. I also specialize in life transitions because we're always transitioning through life and as we, you know, as we go through the human experience, we begin to evolve. So as we evolve, we're kind of maybe processing things that may have happened and mm-hmm. why can't I maybe take that risk mm-hmm. or, or go to this next step? So I help people with that and I'm also an eating disorder specialist. And I'm really excited today because we're going to be talking about safe adults. And just as a disclaimer, this is not a substitution for therapy. It is actually just something that we're trying to do to help inform people and to help people get help if they maybe haven't heard um, from people around them, which today's topic is actually going to lead perfectly Mm -hmm. and beautifully into that. And just to be curious and something that I, I say given that, and we both have said, given the topics and nature of today's episode and this series, If it is too triggering, I ask that you please stop listening. Uh, Please reach out for help, anybody that's a safe support. And if it becomes too much that maybe you feel it was too triggering, please reach out to 911 and get help if you find yourself in a situation where you feel very overwhelmed. Um, And I would also say that just being mindful that anything that is said here is just something that we want you to try to just be curious to mm-hmm. because curiosity is very important especially when we're really thinking why can't i make these steps why do i think this about myself yeah. and when we're unfortunately surrounded by not safe adults that leads to that so cool thank you thank you for that introduction so we after my first two episodes with coral i asked her to come back i was like hey would you mind doing a series where we talk about narcissists, where we talk about spousal abuse, where we talk about all these topics, um, things that in high school you always think that's never going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, can you come back and talk about all these things? And she's like, okay, wait, before we get there, we have to talk about all the things that come before. Yeah. So that's why our previous episodes are based on core beliefs um how did the messages we hear growing up lead us to the things that we are doing now and then i kind of say that it's a journey through life so we're starting with like the core beliefs with what we heard growing up with the way we were raised and then now i wanted to talk about okay growing up if there was ever situations that made us uncomfortable if there were ever family members that made us feel unsafe in any way um physically emotionally mentally uh Who did we turn to? And did we have people to turn to? Mm -hmm. So I really want to focus on what is a safe adult? How do we find them? How do we be safe adults for the children that we love in our lives? And how do we help our children? A lot of us are moms. I have a lot of moms that listen to the podcast. So how do we help our children learn 
who is and isn't a safe adult. And this was very important for me. Um, a lot of you know my story, um, but this was very important to me because um, as a young adult, as a teenager, there was somebody in my life who I thought was a safe adult, who came off as a safe adult, but I didn't know all the warning signs and they ended up not being a safe adult. They ended up being the person who hurt me the most in my life. Like yeah. no one will ever hurt me as much as that person hurt me. So, you know, I wish I would have known the signs. Yeah. And that is something I love about social media. Yeah. That is something I love about podcasts. That is something I love about YouTube. That is something I love about Instagram pages that are focused on education. Yeah. Because there is so much information out there yeah. about, like, red flags to look for, signs to look for. Absolutely. You know, so this is what I love yeah. About las redes. Yeah, because it's the human experience. And mm -hmm. I think, and I, I know I can speak for myself, and I'm sure I could speak on your behalf. Growing up here in Miami, it's the most artificial thing on this planet. It's always the, oh my God, like, but your dad does this, my dad does this. And like, uh -huh. also, did you get these? Because I got these. My mom got me these. Oh, you have to wait for Christmas? Can't relate. Like, yeah. and it's always a competition. And so, that also speaking to our former episodes also if we're peeling the metaphorical onion that goes from sh that's rooted in shame mm -hmm. that's rooted in in the pena mm -hmm. right and and i think it's about us really breaking those those chains yes. of that because when you're authentically yourself you don't care about any of that no. stuff that, none of that stuff matters and on the contrary like something i always say is i'm like you rise i rise like let's do this like whatever and and that is because I feel very comfortable in my skin, right? And mm. that's taken a really long time. And I think owning our story is important. Like being able to say, and I and I know your story, and I um, I just want to thank you for even sharing it. And again, I just like you said, like I love hearing stories or hearing these type of podcasts. And I know it's a little different when you have a therapist, but I am a little. I'm not your average therapist, you know. So I think that makes me a safe person mm -hmm. because it's like hey i get it like yes. this happened and this is what happened with me not that you need to listen to anything or everything i say but if this is happening please please watch out for this and yes you know i know definitely i too have have had issues and you know with with unsafe adults and hopefully if we can find some connection here and we can get some really some really deep 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 and meaningful healing yes to take place. yes absolutely and i see it in my everyday mm. life because since i had such an adverse experience with an mm. unsafe adult in my life it's one of my ptsds it's one of my triggers that come yeah. off because it's very hard for me when my daughter's around anybody and i know we all say it and nobody just yeah. trusts their kids with anybody yeah. but it's very like it gives me sweats when my daughter is even in the room with a child younger than her yeah because i get very like i i, I just can't yeah so i want to um i don't want to be like maybe the way some of our latino moms or whatever about like because i said so but i want to when i talk to my daughter about like you can't be alone with that person or whatever yeah. it is i want to learn how to say it a developmentally appropriate yeah. for her yeah but b also explaining like what are the green flags absolutely of a safe adult yeah and i think you know maybe to start right so being a safe adult is across 
a lifespan, I would say. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily, just how you brought up, like it doesn't have to be, this isn't just directed to kids, this could also be adolescents, young adults, yes. and even adults, right? Because right. that's where the narcissist, um, and we'll get to uh -huh. that in, in later episodes, um, really does come into play in many times because a lot of these people, you know, there's also the dismissive thing, right? Of like, Why, but he didn't really know what he was doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and I think that that's like, it's because he was sad about his mom. Mm -hmm. And and I don't care who you're sad about. You don't touch anybody. Right. Without their consent. Right. And I Or hurt anybody. Or hurt anybody. Because when you're talking about narcissists, even if there wasn't, you know, a consensual touch or anything, correct. like anything, like financial abuse, anything. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because even, you know, something I used to, with a past relationship, mm -hmm. something I used to tell my friend a lot, who was going through a similar experience, is I would tell her, like, in high school, had you told me that I was going to be in this relationship, I would have not believed you. Like, if a fairy would have come and been like, you're going to be, you're going to have a child with somebody who does this, 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 and this, I wouldn't have believed you. And when I would think about that, I would cry for my 15-year-old self, like, I'm yeah. sorry that I put us yeah. here. But I feel like had I learned those red flags earlier, I would have spotted it from the first second. Because it's that dismissive thing, just like with kids. Mm -hmm. And like, I, he just tickled me. And the tickle me ends up where? So then I got into that relationship. Oh, he just hit the wall next to me. But where did that leave me? Yep. So you're right when That's you say, case. right. So you're right when you say safe adult goes across the lifespan. And if you even want to, if we really, really want to talk about it, what about the abuse and stuff that goes on with seniors? So yeah. it is, you know, That's a safe a person goes across all of it. You know, it goes... Yeah. And the way we get there is by really, because one could argue, right, that they, you know, people are just, you know, could be like, oh, well, this is how I was raised. Culturally, this is what we do. And it's like, no. Like, do you like it? You want to be like Do you that? like it? And the other, th I know when you say that. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, too, how I would say it is just because in your culture, you know, someone could be cuddled with you under like a blanket no 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 i don't care how old you are and it doesn't matter to me if you're male or female if my child just met you you are not cuddling with them and guess what i want to teach my kid that if he doesn't want to be cuddled he doesn't have to be no 100 percent. we've said this before mm -hmm. and i think we talked we like scratched the surface on this on one of our episodes the whole like latinos kissing each other's ass yeah and teaching your child like you have to saludar a todo mundo mm -hmm. and whatever like with my daughter, with my older daughter, she, I haven't had a formal diagnosis. Yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but my daughter does have sensory issues. Okay. So she, if you have a beard, she does not want to hug you. Okay. Because she doesn't like the way it feels. Okay. If you, if she doesn't know you, if she thinks you look dirty, like for example, my dad, who's like mechanico. Okay. And his hands are always dirty. Yeah. And like, she does not like to touch my dad. She doesn't like wow. when he touches her iPad and it's like a sensory thing. I don't care if it's a sensory thing. I don't care if it's because she saw him do something. Yeah. I don't care what it is. If she says no, it's no. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's because he's wearing a blue Power Ranger shirt and she likes the red Power Ranger shirt. Yeah. If she doesn't want to hug anybody, she's not going to hug it. I don't care if it's my dad. No is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. And, you know, with my husband, um, we had that problem a little bit okay. at the beginning of our relationship because, you know, he came into our lives when my daughter was about three and when we would go to his aunt's house or something and there'd be 50 people that we have to say hi to, 
My daughter doesn't want to say hi to anybody, and it would be like, pero porque ya así, y porque da 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 da. And it's like, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't agree with it, and I'm not yeah. going to make my daughter succumb to that. Yes. So I understand that they were raised in their campos, that you yeah. say hi to everybody, you respect your elders. That's their way of respecting their elders. Yeah. I understand it, but that's not me. Yeah. And my daughter doesn't have to say hi to anybody. And I really had to have that conversation with my husband. And then we agreed. So then, okay, you could say hi. You know, we would tell her, like, of course, you're going to walk yeah. in. And don't be looking down on your iPad. You know, like, make eye contact and say hello, yeah. saluda, Exactly. Pero eso de besar y no. If she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to. My daughter does not like to get hugged. Yeah. And like I said, for whatever it is, whether it's a sensory issue or because... You wore a Cookie Monster shirt. I should have said like Cookie Monster. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, that's valid for yeah. me. And that's okay. <laughs> and 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 that is how we create a future safe adult. Because mm -hmm. guess what? Now, Leila knows. I have autonomy over my body. Mm -hmm. I have agency of, upon who I get to speak to. I, I don't have to do this because... Here's the thing, and I know I'm gonna, we're probably going to get people that are like, oh, but you know, we're Latinos and stuff like that. Listen, how resentful are you whenever you have to kiss that uncle that maybe gets a little grabby? Yeah. Clearly, we're, I'm, I'm a, usually I'm not this sassy, but. No, but, but yeah. But child safety to me. A1. A, like, Same. You'll, you'll catch me on, like, Same. you'll catch me outside. How about that? Like that. Yeah. And, and I'm very passionate about it. Um from being a survivor myself mm -hmm. and you know just people in my life that I know that have gone through it and that I love very much no and so I, I think that in having agency over your word and also respect because then we can talk about the escalation of it right because that's the thing it's an escalation 100%. and that's what happens in these narcissistic abuse that's what grooming is 100% that's what happened to me you know, like, it was somebody who I considered a safe adult. It was yeah. somebody helping me with my college applications, who would help me in high school, mm -hmm. who would da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was an escalation. Yeah. And that's how it starts. And then and that's yeah. how it is. So if I tell yeah. Leila, no, you have to at least kiss him in the cheek. Yeah. Okay, it's a kiss in the cheek today. What is it tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What is it the next day? And then guess what? Here's the other thing that I'll say. I know for me, and what I hear a lot, and have heard a lot, and my, from my own personal experience, it's, I had a very narcissistic mother who was very presumida, and what people thought about her meant everything over my own feelings, mm -hmm. right? So, if I, and how does grooming start? I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, but if you say something, exactly. well, you're going to get in trouble, and if I'm cagada of getting in trouble, I'm going to stay quiet. Because it's the mixing of don't ever let somebody do something to you, but you better respect your elders and you better do it as I say. Right, so which one is it? It's the it's the conflicting stories. It's the conflicting stories, yeah. And so what oh, narrative am I supposed to follow? And the other one is, I, they're sad you didn't hug them. Listen, <laughs> I just saw my prefrontal cortex from how much I rolled my eyes right now. <laughs> oh, it's true, because it's like, I don't care if they're sad. I'm sad I have to hug them. Exactly. What about that? What about that? I'm uncomfortable because they have a beard and now you're making me hug their beard. Like, not hug their beard, yeah, you know I what I mean? Be. So it's yeah. like, no. Like, yeah. just, yeah. I can, ugh, I can, I feel like the heat. Yeah, me too. About like, don't make kids do that. Yeah. 
And I, so what know. is your definition of a safe adult? So a safe adult to me is someone that a kid can go to, a person, a human can go to, person, adult, young adult, and know that they are not going to be judged. That even if they're mad, you can make room for being like, you know, Bobby, Mommy, I didn't like that you did that. Give me a few minutes just to really process what you just said, but we're going to come back and talk. Mm-hmm. And that your kid knows that they can talk to you and not feel like they are going to be judged, be judged be in and be in trouble and, and that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, for, on an ego level, all of, no one wants to ever be at fault about anything. Right. A universal, that's like all of us, right? But especially as a kid or, or a teen, we want to impress our parents and we want to impress our elders, heavy air right. quotes. So when we're told these things, it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm, they're going to be really disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. So let me just keep it a I'm secret. Trouble. And let me just be perfect because I see how stressed you are. And I think a, a safe adult is someone who can take that space and be like, you know what? I do this with Tommy. I even do it without. Mommy's having really big feelings. Bobby's having really big feelings. This has nothing to do with you. We still love you. We are just processing our own thing. And guess what I'm modeling to my kid and souls out? Hey, you're allowed to feel these things. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing too, right? No se criado. And it's like, don't be stupid. Don't be a mongoloid, which is a derivative of stupid. And, and no one wants to be stupid. Right. And these are the messages that we're hearing. So being a safe adult means or being a safe person is that I can trust you, that it's not going to be like you are telling me this and I know you're going to go and run and tell somebody else and and, and gossip about it. Yeah. Or use it as a chain. And I know that was, you know, part of my trauma was that Mm -hmm. and and in turn gave me a lot of trust issues because when it all came to, to the forefront, I was like, man. I can't trust anybody. If my own mom did this to me, how exactly? Like, she's supposed to be my hero. She's supposed to be my person. Like, literally, she birthed me. She birthed me. Like, what's up? Why are you doing this? You know? Mm -hmm. And it was really sad. But I think that when you have that, it's being able to, and it's one thing, you know, I understand if a parent, like, hey, you know what? Can I talk with you about something? But it's not about gossip, it's intention, right? Because I think also we're very, like, like, chusmas, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. we like to, like, but, but, Chimian about Vanderpump Rules. If you have not watched it, I swear to God, I'm so obsessed. <laughs> Plug. Plug. Please, Andy, get me on your podcast. I can psychologically break this down. Anyways, <laughs> but, but, you know, if it's if it's Vanderpump Rules or stuff like that, like, that's one thing. But if it's your child, mm-hmm. like, and you're gossiping about them, like, oh, can you believe how stupid they are and stuff like that? And, like, saying these things to them, too. That's the thing. Because guess what? When they hear... Oh, she's so stupid. Oh, she's so annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. Core I'm annoying. Core beliefs. Yeah. And guess what? Now when this is happening, they're going to re-experience and also re... Because we become very, very accustomed to cycles, right? Like, we almost re-traumatize ourselves because it's what feels familiar. Yeah. And so we do stuff that then makes us feel stupid and annoying. And we're sabotaging. We don't yep. even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So now... The way you describe safe adult here, which is a very important description, I think 
two there's like it's two-way like there's the active and passive i mm -hmm. think so now you're describing like when i go to a safe adult but then what about the way safe adults act towards us because like i said i did have that person yeah. that i was able to go to with mm -hmm. things and they made me feel heard and seen and validated um but then they didn't end up actually being a safe adult because mm -hmm. of what they did to us yeah or to me yeah so what about like the, the inverse of that uh -huh. so i would say that you know something for me that i say to every parent and every young adult teen whatever secrets don't make friends no because all of this is always a secret all of this is always manipulative i'm gonna get fired you know my wife's gonna arrested. leave me i'll get arrested um you're gonna ruin our lives if you ever tell anybody this is our that i did this to you yeah maybe you should have thought about that yeah person you know so and and i think and i said and i say person because it could also be male or female mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or however you identify right like a human it could be a human right yeah. that does it so i think it's very important to also say that because the numbers that are reported this is another good like strong point i actually want to make the numbers that are reported tend to be more for females but there are a lot of underreported male sexual yeah. abuse um, that that goes through, and and then there's that stigma, right? Of like, tu eres un macho, like you're the man, like how'd you let that happen? Mm -hmm. and like, hey, f word, like, and it's like, dude, well, you know, if it happened, I just had to let it happen, you know, and mm -hmm. and I couldn't say anything because I was going to be judged, I was going to mm -hmm. be told something. So mm -hmm. that that is something that I I want to make sure I also highlight. Yeah. Um, and just with regard to the inverse, you know, secrets are are pretty much the, the main off thing. Off the table. Off the table. And it's again telling your child if someone tells you this is a secret, no. No. You we don't we don't keep secrets. I heard I like this. I heard somebody I don't know where I heard it, but I heard somebody say, um, there are no secrets, only happy surprises. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um oh, I like that. Yeah. And then but also teaching them like I'm gonna eventually know about the surprise. Yep, like it's not a surprise. It's just yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. Like there are no because you know sometimes it's like the like you know if my husband wants to make me breakfast in bed, like oh we're gonna make yeah. mommy breakfast in bed. That's a surprise. Yeah, you know that's a happy surprise. I like that. I like that a lot. So um, that's something big. Um, even when my daughters, <laughs> even when the, my daughters in the car with like her friend and they whisper something, I'm like get it, Adam. There are no secrets. Oh my god. And I also want her to feel autonomy over her like crushes you know i do it's yeah. fun to like tell your friend something that you didn't yeah, tell your yeah. mom or whatever so but there is that like i have been establishing that thing with my daughter where it's like i want you to tell me everything i want you to just like i was describing about how my daughter came to me yeah. and was like i'm pansexual now and i was like but what does that mean to you what does it mean yeah. to me what i had to google it i was like what i yeah, yeah. so but i want her to feel safe about yeah. like she can tell me that she feels that yeah. way so um i think that's actually you know what here i'll insert i do this thing with my daughter i made a reel about it you know how like when you pick up your kids from school and you ask them like what did yeah. you do and they're like nah or like they go to a, yeah. a play day what'd you do have fun you know like whatever yeah. so I've started to realize that with my daughter, in order to get things out of the kids, so this is like huge tip for the parents. If you want to find out what your kid did at school, yeah. um, I think as soon as they can start saying sentences, 
you have to ask very direct questions. So you have to ask, like, what did you do in circle time? Okay. I had um, a neighbor. He was a single dad, and he had his son. And one day I see the son, and I'm like, hey, how was school? And the dad's like, according to him, they never do anything. They never um, uh, color. They're, nothing oh, ever goes on in school. So I was like, I get down to the little kid's level. I was like, hey, what song did you sing in circle time today? And his eyes opened this big. And he's like, were you there? And I was like, no, honey, but every preschool in the world. And then I was like, yeah, tell me, what song did you sing? He told me the five songs he sang. And then what he played with, the dad's jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> he's like, so this is how it goes. Yeah. If you want to find out what your kid did somewhere, ask direct questions. Yeah. Like, what did you do in reading? Yeah. What okay. did you do? What did you eat at lunch? Yeah. What did you do in science? But beyond that, something I like to ask my daughter because A, it's establishing to her that I'm a safe adult. Mm -hmm. and, and that you're me, interested, like genuinely interested. And I'm genuinely interested because who doesn't love elementary school tea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I also tell her, um, I ask her questions like, tell me somebody who was kind today. Yeah. Tell me something that made you smile today. Hmm. And, of course, we want to also ask, tell me something that made you mad today. Yeah. Did anybody do anything today to upset you? Yeah. So I started, you know, the first time she, I asked her that, she was kind of like stunned. Yeah. And it took her a second. And now she gets in my car before the doors even close in car line. She's like, guess what happened today? Yeah. It makes her so, feel like she can speak to you. It makes her feel like she can speak to me, that I'm genuinely mm -hmm. interested. And I think, too, I don't have, like, proof on this. But I think, too, since we started establishing that, she goes through her day like, yeah. this made me smile. Let me make sure I tell my mom. Yeah, so it's mindful, yeah. It's very mindful, so she remembers things. She'll tell me things like, fulanito, len, fulanito, their pencil. You know, she tells me, like, those little, little things. Oh, I thought I had my glasses on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushing them up. So she'll, I'm sure she goes through her day like, I can't wait to tell my mom about yeah. this. You know, and I genuinely listen. And that's the bond. And also. that's the bond, you and that's know. that's the bond that, like, I know I can talk to my mom about this and I know that I can share this with her and that she genuinely is interested because mm -hmm. we all want someone to be interested in us. Duh. All of us. All be of interested us. in our podcast. Like yes, everything. <laughs> everything that we want that. Yeah. That's a human thing, yeah. you know? So, you know, I saw a meme one time about like, and I'm guilty of it. There's times that my my daughter wants to play with me or whatever, yeah. and I can't at the moment. But I saw a meme about, like, the little kid asking the dad to play and the dad being, like, I'm too busy. Yeah. And then the, the little kid becomes a teenager. And then the dad's, like, trying to talk to the teenager, and he's like, I'm too busy. So it's like, I'm trying to establish that with my daughter now because yeah. if, as an elementary school kid, yeah. she knows she could tell me anything. She yeah. knows we could talk about it. She knows that I want to know about it. Yeah. What's going to happen when she starts learning about drugs? and blowjobs I, I told my husband the other day because my daughter's so innocent i was like dude when she finds out what people do with their mouths when she gets it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> girl just spit her water oh my god i can't i was like, like oh my god when she finds out she's gonna lose her shit mommy did you know did you know this yes. so <laughs> when you know and i yeah. want her to feel comfortable telling me these things and you know what else i'm gonna add to that i think it's also and I think the beautiful thing about millennials and Gen Zers and all, and I also see Gen, Gen X, like Gen Alphas are, are, are babies. But um, we we don't we don't mock or make fun no. 
And I think no. it's because, and again, it's not about being a tight ass like we talked about in the other episodes, but imagine, I'm, I'm going to do the, uh, this is something that I do sometimes whenever I do public speaking and it's like with usually like teen parents or whatever. Like, how did you first feel when you found out about sex? Right. And and we were born in the gener- the genesis of the internet, right? So it was like, sex.com right and like boobs boobs and like <laughs> metacrawler this like you know ass jeeves but but if you really think about it right like were you made fun of was it public humiliation was it like how how was that because then if that became taboo how am i supposed to say something to you if someone touches me right right exactly yeah exactly because it's like my mom doesn't like this. My mom makes fun of this. Let me make sure I don't tell her that it happened yeah. to me. Yeah. So, and you know, I have a very good relationship with my mom. It's funny because in high, and I've talked about this before, how like I didn't have a young mom growing up. Yeah. But um, I had a friend that her mom was, her parents were young and my friend was like getting into things in high school already. And I remember her telling me that her parents or her mom talked to her about anal in senior year and about like, did you do, have you done it? This is how it feels, whatever. My jaw was on well, the you, floor. Okay, so actually it's really funny that you're mentioning this. So this was BA before Al, clearly. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, how do I, how do, I do this? So I, I was like, I had a situationship with some loser and he, it was on and off, very toxic. I'll get to that story for another day. But he brought up to me that he was dating a girl who was Southern American. And I, clearly we're from the Caribbean. Well, your dad's Argentinian. So I don't know if that, like, the way he said it, so let me make sure I say this. I am not claiming this. This is what this guy, who's not the brightest crayon in the box, said to me. Um, (laughs) But he told me that apparently if you are wanting to consider yourself a virgin and the girlfriend that he actually had only would do anal because that's how he would stay she would stay a virgin okay honey i i shit you not and i was like shit you know pun intended <laughs> but but i was like oh god so like did, did you guys ever like do it do it and he's like no we just, just anal. anal that girl's <laughs> well boy, at least she could probably shit like a dog no maybe <laughs> I can't with this. <laughs> I swear, I don't like. And I always like was like, man. I, I mean, I could get on, but then again, like when you know better, you do better, right? Like right. I'm like, mom, you're still, you're no, no. But I think if you really think about it historically, have you heard of that thing the Mormons do? What is it called? Panning or something? What is not what? What? <laughs> How do I not know this? Al and I just watch documentaries. We're like viejos. We're like. And the murder took place, and this happened, and, this, and I'm like, and this call, I'm like, yes, yes. No, so one thing you're going to learn about me, yeah. and please, if anybody qualifies into this, I love, love, like capital, bold, underline, love learning about religions and different yeah. religions, and extremists, or not ex- orthodox, yeah, like yeah. very orthodox. Oh God, yes. I know when I tell you I'm, no, like, obsessed one of my biggest regrets in college is when I was at UM, I only used to like to take classes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would be in school from like 8 to 8, but then I didn't have school like Friday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. And I really wanted to take Intro to Religions, but it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh. And that's still to today. I'm like, but they talked about Santeria in my class. Yeah. 
So one of the things I learned, I think it's in Mormon, it's called like panning or something. I forgot what it's called, but it's basically like the guy inserts, but he doesn't thrust because it doesn't count if you just put it in and you just stay there. Either Mormon, Mormons, yeah, I, I don't know if it is Mormons. It might be Mormons. Morning, and it's called like, it's called like, it's a verb. Yeah, and it just means they insert and they just stay there. I've heard that. And then they get out. Yeah. But then look, let's talk about that, right? Like, if that's how that is, then then how do you know? Like, like if someone's doing that to you, well, it doesn't count. Right, because you're not having sex. Because you're not having sex. And I'll also add, I, I know in my case, I don't mind sharing this. Like, I actually, as we were getting ready for this podcast and, like, deciding on the topic, I randomly remembered this like memory from when i was like 12 or 13 and it was a neighbor who was 15 and i was maybe either 11 or 12 actually now that i think about it and he would that's why i'm super like no blankets nothing like that because it, that's how it started mm -hmm. you know and and he was 15 doing this to an 11 year old little mm -hmm. sixth grader, you know? Mm -hmm. So imagine how that could easily, you know, happen to anybody else. And he wasn't even technically an adult. Yeah. So it could happen even with teens. Yeah. So, and preteens. And at that time, you didn't have anybody you felt safe to. Absolutely going not. Going to tell. Hell no. And I'll tell you why. This was the genesis of the internet. So we had AOL.com. <laughs> and plug RIP <laughs> but you know so I remember my mom was my sister was here she would always come during the summers and my mom was like I need you to check if she could look up sex and so I'm like I need you to check if she could look up sex and I'm here like mortified that she's even saying sex so I'm like what I was like, am I in trouble? Like, did I say something? Because my mom was Indiana Jones, remember? Like, oh, well, the so I was like, oh my God, like, what if, what if, what if she can't get on? Like, what if, what if sex can come up, up there? Am I going to get in trouble? And then I did get in trouble and I wasn't wrong. So Why did you get in trouble? Because you did look up sex? No, I didn't. My, my sister was able to, and apparently that meant I could, and now I was in trouble. <laughs> Again, when you know better, you do better. But, like, it, it, and I did get in trouble for it. And I was like, how is that my fault? I don't know what's on this thing. But she's like, talk to Bill Gates about this. I love Ignoria. And I'm like, I, I just started now sixth grade. Now you up anything. You oh, yeah, right. I'm here, like, <laughs> quick to look up something. Oh, my god. But, gosh. yeah, and then. Yeah, so, so if they're shaming you for even the possibility of maybe you might be able to look it up. Yeah. How are you supposed to tell her this person did this to me? Yeah, every time that this person comes over they ask me to go to the closet and we play hide and go seek yeah how the hell are you supposed to tell your mom that yeah so you know that's something that i know i'm establishing with my daughter with what you do today in school mm -hmm. just starting mm -hmm. there will lead to yeah. and you know like how i asked her did anybody do anything today to make you sad yeah so that'll eventually turn into and sometimes um like you said, being genuinely interested. Sometimes my daughter tells me things that I just don't know how to answer because she has, like, her little problems. Yeah. And I I don't know what to tell her besides, like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, sometimes I feel like a broken record. What if you told her, hey, Leila, mommy doesn't really know about that. 
Do you mind if I look that up so I can better help you? Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, like, things that, like, when she when she tells me, like, for example, let's yeah. see. Um, the other day on a Saturday, we she woke up. She knows that she can't get on her iPad to watch her. She's ate breakfast okay. and whatever. Then she has some iPad time. So she got on her iPad at 10. She had been waiting since, like, 7 in the morning. She gets on at 10. And then, like, at 10.15, we had to go run an errand for my mother-in-law. Okay. So she was mad that we had to go do something for my mother-in-law. And she was very like, but it's it was important to her, but my iPad is important to me. And you're not considering that this is important to me, yeah. but we have to go do this for her. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. And I didn't want to be like, yeah. Niña, ah, my crea, we do it, you know? Yeah. But I was just like, ay, Leila, I'm so sorry you feel yeah. that. And I just felt like being like... Oh, I, and it's like the reflux, right? Because it's how we were raised. And, and yeah, I know, you, but I don't, I, I've never actually felt No, like, no, no, but I mean, like, you were probably, if you would have done that, you would have probably been back. So it's kind of like that. I wouldn't reflux. even have said, why do we have to go do this for my grandma? It wouldn't even have crossed my mind. Yeah, you're not allowed to. And so, that's, that's but the point. for me, it does get really frustrating sometimes as a parent. And I've cried about this to yeah. one of my friends where I feel like she doesn't realize how much I sacrifice and do for her. Yeah. And it's like her first world problems. I'm just like, girl. So, girl. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the big feelings concept. I'm a really big fan of it. And just like, you know, I know Layla's older than Tommy, but like, I'm very quick to be like, I understand we have very big feelings right now. And this feels so important. And I don't want to negate that. And we need to go run these errands. The iPad will be back here when yeah. we come back. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what happens because then you're also teaching her flexibility. Yeah. And that yeah. like it dude. happens. This came up and we have yeah. to go do this right now. Yeah. The other thing too that happens a lot with us yeah. and it's that feeling of I want her to know that she could talk to me and tell me, but yeah. sometimes I'm like devasate. She does this yeah. thing a lot where like she has to be the one suffering the most. Okay. So we'll like, let's say we're, it happened just a few days ago. Let's say she's watching a TV show and we have to cut it short okay. and she missed the last 10 minutes. You know, and if she says like, has that ever happened to you? And I'll be like, yeah, one time. And sometimes even if I have to make up a story, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, one time I was watching something and Yaya made me cut it off. How much, how much time was left on yours? And then I have to be like, so oh, it's comparison. Uh-huh. And then like, but she'll keep going. I keep going. I keep going. Until I get so annoyed at this point. I'll be like, oh my God, you're so right. You're suffering more. And then that's what I turn to because yeah. I don't know yeah, what else to tell it. her. And those are the times where I get really frustrated where it's like, girl, I'm trying my best. Like, let's go work with me. Have you asked her where did she learn to compare? No, but I will. Ask her. Where did you learn to Mama, compare? Mama, what is this? This I'm a big fan and I have unfortunately had to learn that I wish I had this skill set in my teens and in my 20s and early 30s because I'm now in my late 30s but um what is this tit for tat yeah no it's always a tit for tat it I'm not doing and that I was about I to do tell you a story yeah. do not engage that's the thing too and then Josue says that he's like but why do you keep going with I'm like she asked me <laughs> she so asked me how much time was left so something something that my beautiful and amazing sister-in-law Nikki says is we give choices so here are our choices right and dude she taught me this okay she's this amazing phenomenal 
A-R-E-P. But she's just an, a badass mom. She's like, no, we give choices. And I'm like, dude, that shit even works in adults. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it does. Okay, and this is these are the choices. Right. Period. Right. You know, and, and that's how we talk about that. And that, that also shows that, like, when she's older, if someone's saying this, yeah, we're not doing that. Right. Right. Like, so I want her to feel, so for example, in those kind of cases, and then I get to the point where I'm like telling her like, um, like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. You're suffering. Like the other day, so my husband is going through a career change right now. Okay. So I told her that she wouldn't be going to summer camp this year because A, summer camp super expensive. B, she hates waking up early. <laughs> so we're not going to do summer camp. She couldn't, she didn't even let me get to the part where I was going to say, we're going to be going to the park a lot. Mm. We're going to, you know, because I'm still working part-time from home. Yeah. So I wanted to tell her, like, I'm still going to make your summer fun because yeah. I'm that type of mom, but you won't be going to summer. She lost it, like, crying, screaming, whatever. And then once she, like, came down from her crying, she was like, what are you going to sacrifice? She needed to know exactly. And then she had she had me tell her what I was going to sacrifice, what the baby was going to sacrifice, and what my I wouldn't engage in that. And then I was just like, Layla. I wouldn't engage in that because that, and here's actually something that I will say. I would ask her, instead of like giving her that, I'd be like, why do you want to know that? What benefit does that give you? Where that is you so good. That? that is because so good. Because when you engage in that, now you're giving her autonomy to be a victim. And then that could turn into, you know, a personality disorder or... That's or so good. And I, to like, I know we're saying it and I'm going to listen to this episode, but I need to write down... I'm giving her autonomy to be a victim. And it's true. And it, it it does come from that place where we've talked about this before, where I'm so hyper-focused on making sure I raise her without with yeah, the minimal trauma. amount of trauma. You and me both. Yeah. And so everything I do comes from this place of like, oh my God, how is this going to develop into yeah. a core belief? Yeah. And it happens a lot. Like, you know, I get really scared. So I, I yeah. feel like, okay, let me let her know that we're all suffering, that she's not in it alone. And you can do that, right? So you can totally let her know she's not in it alone and also empower her. Because if maybe that's happening at school, that maybe, you know, her friends aren't being very nice and maybe that's how she gets attention, we want to be mindful of that because we don't want to enable that either. Yeah. You know, we want to empower her to, mama, where is that coming from? like where why do you need to know that yeah um and and that you know even you acknowledging that like that it's making room for her to still be be open be mindful and think about it and to think about it instead of going to that because not everybody's going to answer those questions yeah she's going to end up getting the because i said so because and then so. and then she's going to think oh my god but like these people do this and i think that that's what a lot of people that have issues with even the conversations we're having mm -hmm. like oh it's what are, I forgot what they call those. Or they call people like that are into their feelings and processing snowflakes? their stuff. Yeah, snowflakes. <laughs> you're a snowflake or you're so this and so that. It's like, no, no. It's about empowering someone to know they have a voice so they don't have, we can circumvent and like really talk things mm -hmm. out as we get older, you know, mm -hmm. and it not impact us in the mm -hmm. long run because that narrative, there, you know, that then we have some enabling. And thing with parenting no matter how many books you read no matter how much research oh, you do yes. no matter how many degrees you have it's it's every kid is individual and everybody's different and guess what 
your traumas are now raising and and really dictating the course of your child's lifespan. Oh, 100%. 100%. So that's why it's important to do your own work. Yeah. So that you don't and traumatize so you can your become kid. a safe adult. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You're so <laughs> funny. You're like, and we're done. Okay, bow. Bye. <laughs> exactly. Putting the bow on top of it. And it's true. That is how we become a safe yeah. adult, too, is understanding and Our realizing. And where, like, I love, I, I remember I used to hate, hate getting feedback. Hated getting feedback. Because I always had to be right. And that was, like, my thing. Like, I'm right. I'm always right. And it that's ego right because no one's always right I'm and what I realized and what I learned was that being curious to the feedback I'm getting now let me make sure I make something very clear there's a difference between someone giving you snarky criticism to be a dick and then there's also feedback for growth yeah like I'll never forget I have I, I have a friend named Vanessa who's a badass nurse at Jackson and when I started working at the center that we both worked at, I was day two on the job. And she goes, hey, can we go get drinks after here? Like, we'll go in line and go get drinks. I'm like, oh, sure. Look, I made a friend. So I was happy. And she goes, literally, we take out our beers. I put my purse down. And she goes, so I need to give you some feedback about today. You can't <laughs> do this. Like this, this. And let me tell you why. And that is, oye. We were in our early 20s. Look at her being a safe adult and a safe human. Wow. And let me explain to you yeah. why that's not it. Because it's criticism to be like, Coral, I don't like those pants. Or I don't like I don't like that. Like, And and look at how she did it. She did it in a safe space too. She was like, let me... Let me take you away from the environment. Uh-huh. Let me not say it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Let me not... Let me... Let me... Let's have this privacy together so that I can give you this feedback about it. And let me tell you something... That feedback and that instance really changed my perspective on that. That's and amazing. now, like, because I think, like, you know, I, I know for me, something that I've always been, you know, and I know Dr. Romani has shared this in her podcast and stuff, too, and her videos, it's, you got, you can have so many validating, I'm sure you've experienced this, too, validating comments, and then you have that one person that oh, wants of to course. be, that has zero followers, zero anything, but they're, like, yeah, probably yeah. offensive from a weirdo from your past, right? And it's, like... Dude, why? But then, of course, you know, if you're human, which we all are, it's like, instead of all the praise, you're focusing on the negative. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we're taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's you how know? we're wired as humans. That's how we're wired. So I find it really great when people give feedback and that it's valid feedback. And it's feedback for growth instead of feedback to, to I, don't, I don't like the word criticism because it just has such a negative connotation. So I'm more of like, hey, can I give you some, yeah, or like constructive criticism or like, I always try to like constructive feedback, constructive feedback, like I've noticed this, like, and there's room for growth because when you start learning who your safe adults and safe people are, I've been going through like myself right now, this like shedding thing. Like if you bring me drama and are a parasitic person, I'm not making room for it anymore. I don't have time for it. Like, no. So... I, I think that that for me is something that's very important because now that leads me to be a safer adult and then the people that do care about me and maybe do give me feedback or 
you know, I know I, I say it all the time. I'm like, I feel like Al, Al is like low-key our, our like producer of the yeah. show. Because he'll be yeah. like, you know, I really liked when you and Betty did this. But babe, you know, give Betty this feedback. Or Coral, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Coral, I'm Coral was in trouble. Or, <laughs> or babe, do this, you know. Um, and, oh yeah, it's feedback because he doesn't want his wife to look like, unintelligent uh -huh. you know and he cares about me and he knows that we're and he's both, one of your safe adults and he's one of my safe adults he's your safe he's my safe person self, uh, the safe he's my adult. safe person i love that guy so when it comes from him it's also yeah. you know it's coming from, yeah, a place from a good place yeah of, yeah oh. and understanding and you know that it's coming with zero judgment yeah so it's like babe i know i know you this is gonna keep you up at night so oh yeah well just like he developed into that person for you and it wasn't from the first date but just like he developed into that person yeah. for you i really want to make sure we're doing that for our kids yeah and i really want to make sure we're doing that for the kids around us yeah um so yeah, yeah. i think that's that's right. our safe adult conversation yeah. do you think we forgot anything mm. that we i think something you know i know i shared this with betty earlier but I want to give you guys an example if maybe like this doesn't even resonate but just for you to realize like man something maybe didn't feel right so a former a former classmate of mine his mother passed away mm -hmm. and I was so sad because his mother was a lovely lovely woman and all my memories of her were amazing hugs and like consensual hugs clearly and <laughs> and just you could talk to her and it was this energy she had to her and I told my best friend I was like well you know like we should reach out and see like I'd like to go pay my respects and um immediately I already started thinking of all the people I could probably run into there and how they're gonna make me feel and what's out there and like completely judge because one of my unsafe adults was a teacher I had who I was like, that teacher's likely gonna be there. And if I have to meet them, I'm gonna, I, I, I don't wanna have to do that, you know? And, and that's, that is an example of how- She's gonna have to deal with healed, yeah. strong coral. Yeah, and like, I don't, and I don't Not have- the coral I, she bullied when you were a kid. Yeah, and guess what? I don't even have to pay attention to her. It's been like 30 years, you know? Like, but why is that still impacting me? Because clearly developmentally that impacted me. So that is an example that I give, like, because that even happened earlier today that I was, I thought, thought of that today. Yeah. Because I would assume the viewing is going to be in the next few days. So I, I really thought about that and I was like, man, like, that's an example of how even 20 something years later, 30 years later. That's still the, not a safe adult. That's still not a safe adult that I even want to be around because I am so protective of my energy now. So, but and she can't tell you nothing. She, yeah. she can't tell you nothing, no, but you still don't want to be in her presence. No, no, I don't yeah. want to acknowledge her existence either. So, no. and but I do want to pay my respects to my classmate's mother, who was a wonderful person, and was a safe adult. And because that's in my value system, and I think it's also about you know instilling core beliefs and values into our kids that could really help them. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I hope Thank everyone you. enjoyed another amazing segment with Coral on our Coral Explains All. Let them know where they can find you just in case. Yes. So you can find me on Eccentric Therapy on Instagram and on TikTok. It's Coral Explains It All. Thank you. Thank you. And just like 
we're all it's 2023 everybody knows what they have to do if you like this episode if you found value in yes. it share it with somebody who might find value yes. in it share it with somebody who might learn a thing or two from it and give the ratings do all the things that you Please, know helps you. this would help us grow it's things you could do for free yes because we yes. are doing this for free yes. for now because yes. eventually it won't be yes and we will we're manifesting free. that yes, yes. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Till the next one. Bye.